Okay, good morning, everybody. This is Tony Fleming. This is a 7 a.m. mindset call. That's what we do, man. We do it and do it and do it. But my manager ain't giving me no help. Somebody ain't giving me no help. They ain't doing nothing for me. Great. <laughs> you really got to do it. <laughs> Come on, folks. You got to do it and do it and do it and do it. Man, that's it. Just do it. Well, I'm going to win this contest. Huh? Somebody told me that. Great. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Man, just do it. But ain't nobody picking up the phone. Just do it. Do what? Just do it. Just keep doing it. It's numbers. Keep calling. Keep inboxing. Keep doing what you need to do. It's numbers. All right, folks, this is 7 a.m. Mindset Call. Man, we do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The day is Friday. And on this particular call, we talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, we talk about books, we talk about life, we talk about affirmations. We talk about just doing it. Just do it, just do it, just do it. Man, that was before Nike, too. I want to say that was before Nike, because that had to be like, I don't know when Nike did the slogan, just do it, but that had to be late 70s, early 80s. Nike might have had the slogan by then. I don't know. Because I thought they came out with that slogan after Jordan, kind of, or was it before that? Um, But just do it. (laughs) We also put this call on the podcast platform. So if you're on the podcast and you're kind of snooping around out here on Breaker or iTunes or Spotify or Apple and you run across this, uh, this is actually a conference call, a mindset call, that's posted on the podcast platform. So it's not a podcast. Don't look for the the booming mic and the quality uh, of the sound because we've got a conference call sound here. But the quality of the information is excellent. Now, I'm going to let you know that this is a uh, type call where we're talking to you like we're talking, like we're in your house, like we're in your, with your family. We're sitting down or we hanging outside or something in the neighborhood. This is not a corporate call, not, you know, not a team call, not a company call mindset but we're giving it to you straight uncut so the way that you you know give it just what they said give it to me how i live we're gonna give it to you how you live because the reality of the things we say come is coming from 25 years of experience really more than that 25 years of experience in business you know uh 10 15 more years of experience uh in um corporate sales so i've been dealing with people for a long time Man, for a long time. I've been, uh, they've run me out of offices. <laughs> One businessman told me, well, a few told me, get the hell out, get out, get out of my office. Uh, I've heard it all, seen it all, and what I'm doing here is kind of giving you the, the truth as we know it because eventually people are going to face the truth. A lot of times we try to hide it from them. You know, don't, 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 don't tell them everything up front, Tony, because they might run and hide. Well, as R. Williams say, I'd rather for you know now, if you're going to tuck your tail and run, that's his favorite quote. <laughs> if you're going to tuck your tail and run now, let's go and get it. Let's get it out of the way now because eventually the truth is going to hit you in the face. The reality is going to pop up that things are hard. To be successful, it takes work. 
you know, you can't just, you know, sugarcoat everything. And that's what we talk about here because it's a, you know, it's, it's our thoughts, it's our paradigm that needs to shift. And man, we do that on this call for real. We really do. Now, uh, for the last you know, week or two, about the last two weeks, we've been going over different laws. Uh, we went over the law of compensation. Uh, we went over the law of increase. And then we went over the law of attraction. Uh, the law of attraction we stayed on for a whole week, man, maybe even a little longer than that. I think. You know, we read this article, stayed on for a whole week. So guess what? We got a new law <laughs> and a new article I found. So <laughs> y'all ready for it? I don't think you're ready for it. But the law that we're going to go over today is the law of drum roll, please. No drum roll? Okay. The law of sacrifice. Man, the law of sacrifice. We're going to talk about it in 60 seconds. Let's go. Contract that his brother had drawn up 
his brother had drawn up this contract for Jimmer when Jimmer was in, uh, I think he was right starting in high school, maybe. I think it was, yeah. And um, Jimmer had signed it. And so the contract said, I, James T. Jimmer for debt, agree on this day to do the date, I mean to this date, to work and make the necessary sacrifices and to be able to reach my ultimate goal of playing in the NBA that I will pay the price. I will sacrifice what I need to sacrifice to play in the NBA. And then he signed it, Jimmer for that, and then his brother witnessed it. So that was a contract that his brother put together for him. Jimmer hung that wall. Jimmer hung that in his locker. Jimmer had that contract everywhere. So, uh, every single day, Jimmer looked at that contract. Every single day, wherever he was, he saw it. He said, it reminded me of what, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the author of the article said, it reminded me of what my goal was. And he also, Jimmer said, it reminded me every day of what I was fighting for. And if I didn't work hard or practice that day, I would look at that and think, I got this contract out here. I decided with my brother. I told everybody I'm going to the NBA. I'm looking at it. I said I was going to play this price. I said I was going to sacrifice. And I say to myself, I got to work just as hard or double my work to do the things that other kids are not doing. So not only did I miss practice, you got kids that didn't miss practice. So I got to go back and double up and triple up on what I missed out on. You know how people say, well, I'm going to do these 10 calls every day. I'm going to do these 10 contacts every day. I'm going to do this. And then when you don't do it, <laughs> then you don't do it again and you don't do it again. <clears throat> Are you looking at a contract hanging on your wall that says, Oh, I'm gonna be diamond, or I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna be a hundred thousand there. I'm gonna be. Do you look? Are you looking at that contract that you signed that said I'm gonna do? No. Are you looking at that talk that you? You know, people. People say, well, you know, you gotta gotta, you know, operate on the honor system. <laughs> okay. So, are you looking at that honor system talk that you gave? That oh, I'm ready to do it now. Just do it. I'm ready to go. I'm telling everybody I'm about to go knock this thing out the park. So you remember now, we can say all that when we're feeling good, you know what I'm saying? But the key is, you know, after the love is gone, what do we do then? You know, uh, what's the other song? Uh, 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 Maze had the song called After the Morning After. <laughs> after the night is gone. What are we going to do then? All the talk that we said, everybody, everybody gone. See, it's a lot of talk. It's like it's like when you like when my father passed. I can think about back about that. You know, when you have a death in the family, everybody comes over. Everybody is there. You feel good. You feel good. You feel good. And then all of a sudden, everybody gone. Now it's just you. And I remember looking out the window of my apartment that I lived in at the time when my father passed, and I, and I was just staring out the window for a couple of days. And then something hit me. <clears throat> it said, Tony, you see those people moving around down there? Because I was like on a, 
<clears throat> I was on the, like the sixth or seventh floor in this apartment building, actually in Birmingham on the south side. There it was like a, um, it was a, it was like a small, kind of like a small high rise older building, and um, and so below me was a little store, and you know, activity was going on, man. Folks were living, and you know, it said to me, it said to me, man, you got to live. People, that this is. This is a this is something gonna happen to you. It's gonna happen to everybody. Everybody gonna face this moment that you sitting there, you know, you know. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying don't. You everybody has those moments that you okay you gotta. But what I'm saying is the reality kicked in. It's the same thing when when you set goals and you you talking all that talk around people. You get on these calls and talk that talk, and we get on zooms and talk that talk, and we go to meetings and talk that talk, and. And then we walk in the house, and we look in the mirror, and it's just us. What you gonna do now? What? Okay, what we gonna do now? We 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 gonna get busy? We gonna we gonna keep doing what we say we gonna do? And what we gonna do? And nobody's standing over us, and nobody is right there with us, and we gonna make those calls and make those calls. We gonna get in their inbox and start sending messages. We, you know, we like like. Jimmer, Jimmer said, I can't be looking at this contract every day. <clears throat> and then if I miss something, I, I got to make up. I got to double up. I got to triple up because guess what? These other people are not missing it. They out there getting it. But somebody said last night, we was on the Zoom last night, and I can't remember what she said specifically, but it was like, you know, she said something like, well, people got to really, you know, honor their agreement or stick to this. I, I agree totally. But we're in a world now that doesn't care about that. What the world cares about now is how you look at them from the outside. It's like, it's like they don't care that they don't have any fit furniture in the house or no food in the refrigerator. They just care that you look past, you pass their house and they're in this big house. You see, it's like, because <laughs> every time you go by there, they're leaving out. You're like, hey, man, I'm popping by. Oh, I'm on my way out. <laughs> what you mean you're on your way out? <laughs> I ain't letting you in because ain't no furniture here, ain't no food in the refrigerator. But I look good from the outside. See, that's what people want now. They don't care about, and that's that's that Instagram stuff, man. It ain't really no no inner. When you really, it ain't just. It's just so. It's you'll say anything. You'll say anything to get a praise. You will say anything for people to holler at you and say, "Oh, look at you. Look at me. Look at look at me." That's what people do now. But what Jimmer says, Jimmer says, I can't do that. I got a contract on the wall. My brother witnessed this. I said I was in the NBA. I didn't tell everybody in the neighborhood. Now you got to understand this. Let me let me let me break it down to you because I'm going to tell you about you know another article later on. Jimmy is a slow, tall, slim white dude who a lot of folks said. Wouldn't make it in the league. So Jimmer said, Jimmer said, Jimmer said, I got all that going against me too. So I got to get down. So he says, I got to go ahead and do things that kids aren't doing in order for me to be the best and reach my goal. So the article says, the things the other kids weren't doing were drills like the gauntlet, in which Jimmer would drill down a pitch dark hallway at church. 
and his friends jump out of classrooms and attempt to throw him off his game. So he'll be in a pitch dark hallway, lights off, and he dribbled it down and got people jumping out. He also played pickup games at the local prison so he can get tough. You know, he learned not to be intimidated by trash talk and extremely tough play. So he put himself in positions like that to really because see he wanted go he wanted he wanna he want that NBA. See, do you really want that or you want to say you want that and you want people to say, oh yeah, see they going for diamond. Oh yeah, see my diamond date is this or my my other date is that. We we want that's what people want. You know that's good. Or do you really want that? Because Jimmer said, I got to go down here to this prison, man. I got to get tough. Because these dudes down there, they talking trash. They throwing you down. They're extremely tough. I got to dribble this ball down the hallway with the lights off and have jokers jump out. You know, like Jerry Rice used to catch the football with him on campus going to class when people laughed at him. You know, he was at Mississippi Valley State, a small school with mismatched uniforms, and people laughed at him and said, you're not going to the NFL, dude. Are you serious? Nobody even knows about Mississippi Valley State. That was before ESPN. So nobody really knew. The only reason they found Jerry Rice was that uh, the 49ers coach was in Houston uh, recruiting a football player, and it got delayed or something. And he was sitting in his hotel room and turned on the Houston News and they were talking about Mississippi Valley was playing a game there in Houston, and they showed Jerry Rice. And he saw Jerry Rice. He's like, what? <laughs> but it wouldn't But see, Jerry Rice was on campus every day going to class with a football in his hand and, bag, and his bag in the other hand, and he told his, his, his guys, run up on me and try to take the ball from me while I'm walking to class. That's right. And he was goofy and country, and people laughed at him and said, who does that? Who, 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 walks, who walks to class with a book bag and a football in his hand, and nobody in this team, nobody in this, in this school has ever been to the NFL, nobody's ever been picked. Why? And then you're telling people to run up on you and knock it out your hand, and you you holding on to it. See, that's somebody who wanted to reach their goal and was willing to sacrifice even people laughing at them to make it happen. <clears throat> now, Tony, you know that's just just too much, right there. You know, I don't, you know, you know, it's too, you know, you know. I said I'm, you know, said I'm getting on the call. Now I'm gonna get on the call and I'm gonna read the book every now and then. And then I'm going to, you know, tell everybody I'm doing all this. And then I, you know, I got to, I can't do all that. <laughs> so when college recruiters didn't come around for Jimmer, having deemed him too white and slow to be a valuable prospect, he just kept on practicing. Because people laugh, you know, like, well, you know, when nobody looking at y'all and you don't have nobody on your team. And, well, you ain't got but three people. And two of them ain't even working. Or you don't have nobody, and so when people are looking at you and talking about you, and you <clears throat> now if you talk about yourself and you're looking at yourself the same way, you got a problem. See, Jimmer, Big Jimmer, Big Jimmer didn't look at himself like that. Big Jimmer looked at himself like, okay, I got this contract on the wall. I got to make this thing happen, man. I'm talking about this. 
I want to make it happen. I believe I can make it happen. I know they say I'm too white. I know I know they saying I'm too slow. But he kept practicing and honing his game. I know y'all saying that, you know, I don't know, I'm too old or, you know, I'm in I'm in a small city or out of the people I know just ain't, you know. But see, that mentality you got to have, that mental toughness, that mental toughness you got to have and keep grinding when nobody's looking at you and nobody's agreeing with you and nobody's believing in you and nobody's, you know, folks saying, you know, then you say, I know Tony don't think I'm going to do nothing. Well, I, I'm not saying I don't think you do. I, I you know, I, I don't even know what to look for. You know, you know, I don't hear from you. I don't know what's going on, so I don't know. <clears throat> but just because I'm not saying anything about you, or don't just just say you say I don't believe in you. Just because I don't believe in you, even though I don't know what you're doing, is that? Because I hear people say that all the time. Well, you you got to believe in me so I can see. If you don't believe in me, then I don't. I can't do it. No, that ain't what winners do. Like Jay the Kid said, I'm gonna be my own freaking fan. That ain't what he he ain't say freaking, but he said, you know, I ain't got the I ain't got the count y'all. I got, he said my stuff's so tight. He said when he was when he was, when he started rapping and people wouldn't look. He, might, he said my stuff's so tight. I'll be my own fan. Another rapper I said, I think it was Meek said that when I ain't had Jack, that ain't the word he used. I still said I was gonna be a winner. I still said I was gonna do. I don't care what y'all say. When I was sleeping on a on a mattress on the floor, you know. But some of y'all, <clears throat> well, if Tony don't say my name or if Tony don't agree with me and if Tony don't put, then I can't do it. No, no, that ain't how you. That ain't how you do it. You just do it, and you do it, and you do it. You just do it. Yeah, but ain't nobody like they ain't nobody tough like that. Okay. See, that's the world we live in, folks. Is nobody gonna hand you? We've been taught by capitalists <laughs> socialism. I know some people gonna say the capitalists is taught that. You know what I'm saying? That's what they teach. That that's that's what they teach. That somebody's supposed to give you something. Like, ain't nobody give you nothing. That ain't how. This ain't how this works. That ain't how it works. So he 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 kept saying, "I'm gonna hone my skills. I know ain't nobody looking at me. I'm too slow. I'm too white. You know, and nobody ain't got no scholarship like that. Ain't nobody." So in the summer after his junior year, he attended a pre-draft camp where NBA teams, in order to find weak spots in the game, needed improvement. So the work paid off because he went there, and when he got to don the Kings cap, when he hosted the cap. On the NBA jersey on June 23rd, he had made the necessary sacrifices to reach his goal. He got drafted. He got drafted. Now, and he played eight years, to be honest with you. I have to say, I, I actually went back because I was looking for Fredette. I wanted to know what happened to Fredette. But he played eight years. I mean, he did way more than what most people thought. Now, he didn't break any records, He didn't, but he got to the NBA. Think about it. He got to the NBA when you, you're in the top 1% of the players. And he got, he got beat down, you know, because he was still slow and, you know, brothers was on him. He couldn't get his shot off. He went to the Kings. He went to about four or five different teams, but he played eight years. So that means he's getting, he was getting over a million dollars a year if he wasn't getting five or six million a year. 
for eight years. And then he went to China and played. I think he might be still over there now playing. So, you know, somebody says, well, I thought you were going to make a million dollars. Well, you you got the 100 grand. You got the 200 grand. You got the 300 grand. See, if you're making that kind of money, you're making more than what the, the – most people in America don't make that. 99% of people don't make that. If you got to 100 grand, let me see, 90% don't make that. You get to 200 grand, 95% of people don't make that. You get to 300 grand, 99% don't make that. But see, some of y'all, yeah, I got to have a million dollars. Well, that will be great to have. You know what I'm saying? I got to have it, yeah. But don't get caught up out here thinking, you know, that's, you know folks ain't doing this, you know. That ain't, the, that ain't what's happening out here. I know you get caught on Instagram. They're telling you everybody rich. Everybody millionaire. Everybody getting it. It's easy for everybody. Just it's different day and time now. I saw something the other day. It was an interview. I think on the Breakfast Club where the two guys were saying, uh, "It ain't like it's easy. You know, you can. It's easy to make money now. Yeah. Then you got to get your money work for it. Now here's the thing. It's easier to make money once you made money. That's a difference. And easier to make. See, once you made money. It's easier to make money again, or once you made money, it's easier to take that money and make it work for you. But it ain't easy to make money because you got to make it the first time. <laughs> and once you made it, yeah, you got more contacts. You gonna meet more people, and you gonna, you know, you can be able to do some things. But it ain't just, uh, uh-uh. uh. So it says here, when we hear the word sacrifice, we often, we often think of completely selfless acts in which someone does something for another entirely for the other person's benefit. The image of a soldier sacrificing his life for his comrades frequently comes to mind. But sacrifice isn't purely altruistic. The best definition of sacrifice is this, to forfeit something for something else considered to have greater value. Remember I talk about number three in the game plan? What are you willing to sacrifice? you got to give up something that's worth something to get something that's better. See, a lot of people don't want to give up anything. When I talk about that number three in the game plan, most people just get quiet. They be like, I don't Because I'm saying, if you start a business, I can't contact you six months from now, and you're still doing the same thing you were doing on the day you started the business. What do you mean? Well, if you're still watching uh, on the weekends five Netflix movies, if you're still uh, going to church seven days a week, if you're still doing your, uh, you know, you you over your sorority and you over your, you know, fraternity and you're doing, I, you know, I got to be the meet, meetings on Monday night and Wednesday night. You're, you're still doing that and you still, you know, person got to have a drink every night and they got to go out on the weekend. Gotta, if you're still doing all those things and you can say you have a business, no. No, you don't. You don't have a business. No. You're a joiner. You know, there's a lot of people join stuff. You're a joiner. You know, you join some stuff. You didn't know. You got to sacrifice. You got to give up some stuff and give it up until you win because that's what, you know, people do. They give up. Well, you know, I, I stopped going to church seven days. Now I just, I go three. But after about three months when I wasn't rich, I went back to going seven. Oh, I, I stopped watching Netflix for the five movies and I just only watch one. But then when I wasn't rich after four or five months or a year, then I went back to watch it fire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell how bad you want. It's like me when it comes to sugar. Like I told E. I said, E, this was about five years ago. 
I went, I said, I went 120 days with no sugar eat. I ain't see my six pack. <laughs> I ain't doing that no more, E. Uh-uh. 120 days, no sugar, and I'm working out, and I'm doing the stuff you say, <laughs> and I ain't see my six pack. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. I'm not doing it. And see, that's how y'all do in business. But see, I don't operate in business like that. In business, I'm going to go till I win because, I, you know, I, I, I want it better than I want this six-pack. See, y'all, y'all, y'all do the same thing. Y'all, well, I, you know, four months, uh, you know, I called the people. And, and like he said, he said, man, look, it's something else you were doing, too. I can promise you <laughs> Or something else you, you should have not been doing. I'm like, well, the world will never know. <laughs> I won't be doing that again. <laughs> and that's how y'all feel. When you don't win, you try it a little bit. And see, it depends on how bad you want it. See, in business, I want this thing more than I want that six-pack. And I want my health. That's why I changed my eating habits. So, you know, I want that. But I'm saying that the, that, that six-pack physique and all that, you know, I mean, I can take it or leave it. And that's how y'all are in business. See, you can't operate in business where I can take it or leave it because you're going to wind up leaving it, just like I left the six-pack. That's, that's what, you know, you know. That's why you go with somebody, or you call somebody, you don't go to the house no more on the Zoom, or you sit them on Zoom and they say, oh, is that one of them? You know, I did that before, man. <laughs> Used to go by dude's house back in the day. They, they opened their closet. <laughs> Is it one of these? He got all these kits in there, about 20 kits. He signed up for everybody. <laughs> Is the company doing one of these? <laughs> really? That's what you're doing now? Okay. How bad you want it? What are you going to sacrifice to get it? He said, sacrifice doesn't mean giving up something for nothing. It means giving up one thing for something else that we believe is worth more. See, if you don't believe winning here and making the kind of money that you want to make is worth more, if you don't believe that or if you don't believe you can ever get it, then you just, you know, you got to come up with all kind of other reasons. But see, you know, for those who believe, and you got to make yourself believe, you got it's a mental toughness game you got to play. You know, as a kid growing up, some people, and I don't know, you, you might have been one of those, you know what I'm saying, that uh, talk to imaginary people in their room. <laughs> or you talk to your animals, imaginary animals or whatever, your teddy bears or whatever. You got to talk to yourself like that. Yeah, but I was a kid, I, you know, I kind of believed that stuff. I, I didn't know about the real world. I don't know how reality is. Well, you got to you got to get out of reality and get back to kid reality. Well, Tony, I don't, you know, that's that's why a small percentage really, really get get it get her done. You know, get her done. He says this does not take away from the virtue of sacrificial acts. Instead of locating the, the merit of sacrifice in unselfishness, we can find it in a man's chosen value system. 
The man who laid down his life for his family or for his comrades has chosen to place more value on their lives than on his own. What is more praiseworthy than that? That's his value. Just like, for example, what I do in business, I will sacrifice way more in business than I will to get that six-pack. You know, and a lot of y'all in business won't sacrifice like that. So if that is the definition of sacrifice, what is the law of sacrifice? The law of sacrifice says this, that you cannot get something you want. Hold on. Special announcement. Special announcement. Special announcement. Everybody lean forward. Lean forward. You can't. This is the law of sacrifice. You cannot get something you want without giving up something in return. Well, see, Tony, you just old school now because this stuff out here now on the Internet and this stuff out here now that people ain't giving up nothing. They just, they get money. They just get money. They get money fast. They get it quick. They ain't sacrificed. You just old school. You just, laws don't change, folks. Laws don't change. You got to give up something in return. Because I see people, you, you still, whatever you got to do, you got to learn it, you got to implement it, you got to make it work. So in order to attain something that you believe is great, that's why you, somebody can put somebody out here and suck us fall for it all the time. You know, no recruiting, no this, no that, no sales, no that. You just sit at home in your underwear and make money. In order to attain something you believe is of greater value, you must give up something you believe is of lesser value. Society today tries to deny the law of sacrifice. There we go. They try to deny the law of sacrifice at every turn they try to deny it, promising people that they can't fulfill their desires without having to forsake anything at all, lose weight without giving up your favorite foods, get ripped and, and without, you know, any workouts at all, without having any hard work to put in. The denial of the law of sacrifice. See, that, that comes from the social media and the Internet where it allows anybody to get on a keyboard and start typing. See, before you didn't have all that. You, you didn't hear from a news reporter or something, the newspaper or the radio. You didn't. Now, any Tom, Dick, and Harry, it, it, this dude's five foot two, typing on the keyboard about how to dunk basketballs, and they ain't never even dunk. You ain't never even seen them. They out here. So you got people out here typing all kind of stuff that you're listening to because it sounds good. Get rich without having to work hard. The denial of the law of sacrifice is at the heart of things like our soaring credit card debt, which at that time was $886 billion. It's in the trillions now. Not to mention our national debt. The fantasy that you can have whatever you like without ever paying for it is incredibly seductive fantasy. See, now some of y'all hanging up now. I don't want to hear all that. Tony be on there just, I don't want to hear all that. Tell me, I'm, tell me I can get rich without doing Tell me I'm good. See, you can go get on some other calls. You know, they just tell you, man, just, if you do two, 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 then you're going to get rich. You just go get some people, and they go get some people, and then y'all just go do this, and then you, you get this system to put in place. And See, that sounds good, doesn't it? But see, the reality is you're going to face the reality if you do that or, or listen to here. You're going to hear it here first 
if you do it that way, you're gonna hear it later on. But you're gonna face you're gonna face the music. <laughs> the reality, the reality you're gonna face the music. I can tell you that right now. Now you can toughen up right now so you can face it when you're ready, or you can just get blindsided <laughs> and get hit like the picture I posted on Facebook of the guys hiding behind the wall, and here come this guy. Doo, 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 doo. I'm like, okay. That's reality of life right now. You about to get blindsided. But some of y'all just get all mad, you know, he just coming too hard. There's always a price to pay, folks. He said, if you want to lose weight, you have to give up some stuff. You want to get ripped? You told me, talking to me. Tony, you want to get that six-pack? You want to get that six-pack, Tony? <laughs> you got to work hard, baby. You want to change your life? Save your money and invest it. Make some money first, then invest. Sure, sometimes fame and good fortune seemingly drop into someone's lap. See, that's what we do. It's seemingly dropping from someone. That's what we go point out. Some people on the internet. Some people. I'm gonna tell you about this. Let me go. Go to this person page. <laughs> Look at this person. Look what they're doing. They only been doing this three months. They only been doing it a year, and now they at the millions. They had the. Don't listen to that now. I'm just telling you, you got people out here doing it. Sometimes fame and good fortune seemingly drop into someone's lap. Seemingly. <laughs> seemingly. The law of sacrifice is not as irrevocable as, say, the law of gravity. But as Frederick Douglass said, a man at times gets something for nothing, but... It will, in his hands, amount to nothing. <laughs> My uncle would say all the time, <laughs> say, you, you might not get what you pay for, but you sure won't pay for what you get. <laughs> that was my preacher. That was my cousin preacher. Now, he, 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 he didn't use those words. He used some more words. <laughs> for proof of this, see the cases of folks who win the lottery and then squander it, it all, all away. You know, that person that you see out there that they got it without, they ain't reading no books. Tony, you still talking about reading books. These folks ain't reading no books out here now. They got a system on the Internet where they can just go and they hit these buttons. And people, you so old school, Tony, ain't nobody reading no books no more. <laughs> That's a person who won't get something for nothing. What do you mean you ain't nobody reading no books no more? No, friends, the people you know ain't reading no books. Warren Buffett still reading books. Hey, what's the billionaire, uh, the, 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 the multi-billionaire right there, the one just bought all the Bitcoin? He said he read eight hours a day. Now watch what y'all going to say. He gonna, here come y'all pole mouth. Well, see, he got time to do that. And see, we don't have time. He, he had to do it. He was doing it before he had time. That's why they can't let you in them private country clubs. They won't let you because y'all got that kind of mouth. When you're talking to people, they they in there trying to figure out how to win big and make it big. And you know, how you gonna do that? And what well, gonna happen there? And <laughs> man, will you? <laughs> this is the beauty of the law of sacrifice. Not only is the only path to achieving your goals, but the path itself prepares you to handle the life at the top. Sacrifice not only gets you to your goals, but hones you and shapes you as a man along the way. That's why they say it ain't, it ain't the million dollars that you make. It's the person you become along the way. 
So he says, why understanding the law of sacrifice is so vital to a man's happiness and success? We're going to get to that on Monday. I'm going to start right here because he got some stories he's going to tell. He got some, he got some, uh, oh, man, he got some uh, 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 Indiana Jones stories. If y'all are any Indiana Jones fan, y'all watch those movies, he's going to compare those in here with this story here. So we're going to get back to that on on Monday, but. And we're going to talk about why understanding the law of sacrifice is so vital. It's so vital to a man's happiness. Well, you said, Tony, the law of compensation is vital. It is. But you said the law of increase is vital. It is. You said the law of attraction is vital. It is. And the law of sacrifice is vital. <laughs> all right, folks, that's all she wrote. The pen and the pencil broke. Let's got, I got the movie for the day. And I'm telling you, this used to be one of my favorite movies. But watch this. A lot of people didn't see this movie. A lot of folks, every time I bring it up, they're like, because I had a dude, I had a partner of mine, I think two weekends ago, I was texting back and forth to him, and I mentioned that movie and the story about it. He said, man, I don't know how I missed that one. I said, yeah. I said, it's out there, though, because it's free. You can go out there on YouTube and pull it up for free. You can watch the whole movie for free. So if y'all hadn't seen this movie, text me. I'm just going to post it on the uh on the uh, uh, end page, the whole movie. But this is a clip from the movie, and uh, let's see who, who can really get this. This is probably well, one of his best movies, too. He was a younger guy then. I think this might have been, could be early 90s, yeah, could have been. This one, he was really in rare form. All right, yeah, here we go. Answer the questions that I ask, okay? Because if I don't know what's going on... We're not supposed to know. We're not supposed to know. We're not supposed to see it. Like the mafia. They don't even exist. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's a start. They don't even exist. So where are they from? Who the hell are they? Mr. Hobbs, there are certain phenomena which can only be explained if there is a God. And if there are angels, and there are, they exist. Some of these angels were cast down and a few of the fallen were punished by being deprived of form. They can only survive in the bodies of others. It's inside of us, inside of human beings. Their vengeance is played out. Just for the record, it's not the book of Eli, because that's what I'm getting. That's it. Come on, get out of here. I mean, come on, what? I mean, it's Milano, I'm, I'm just a cop, okay? I'm a detective. My work is based upon evidence, facts. Mine too, mine too. And aren't your facts here rather resistant to normal interpretation? And it's not deja vu. <laughs> so you're saying that Edgar Reese is actually... At the time you knew him. All right, somebody just hit me with that. Who was that? Somebody came right behind each other. Let me see who was first. Who was first? Nicole! Dr. Nicole got that one first. Now, uh, somebody came right behind. Who was that? Renee Calhoun came right behind. But Dr. Nicole got it. I'm going to play it out, then I'm going to tell you all what it is. He was not himself. He was Azazel. Yes, Azazel. Sadistic, left-handed, likes to sing. Reese. Yes. So why does he focus in on me? What don't you do? He got his attention. So he tried to get inside you. Remember, he shook your hand. That didn't work. So now he's going to try and find some other way. Like you did with your father. All right. So that movie's called Fallen. 
F-A-L-L-E-N, and that's Denzel in that movie, man. I'm telling you, that's probably one of my favorite Denzel movies. And a lot of people missed it. But throughout the movie, that's when they were singing, uh, Time is on my side. Yes, it is. I think that was the devil supposed to have been singing to them because they were transferring, you know, when they touch each other, they was transferring that spirit to each other. That was a, that was a crazy movie. I mean, it was an excellent movie, though. I mean, in the way it ended, I really it was, caught me off guard. So if y'all hadn't seen Fallen, man, you got to see. I'm gonna I'm post this clip in the in the uh, plugged in section, and then in the comment section, I'm gonna post the whole movie. So you know, late tonight, <laughs> after you made all your calls, <laughs> watch that movie. Uh, it's free, folks. I saw it on there. It was loaded. The whole two hours is free. Because my partner hit me back. You know, after he watched it, him and his wife, like, man, I don't know how we missed that movie. So I don't, I don't know either. But uh, so Dr. Nicole got it. So she's now, let me see, where is she? So we got, we got, uh, we got uh, five for Kimona, five for Faith, and five for Dr. Nicole. Everybody's sitting at five right now, but tomorrow, we cashing out tomorrow on Saturday at the book club, so, you know. Hey, Mark, man, you ain't one in a long time, man. What's up with that? You, you can't get to the movies? You want me to get back to the hip-hop? Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with the movie. And I need Preacher Man to win, so I don't have to pay him. <laughs> hey, Preacher Man, how you miss that one? <laughs> how you miss that one, Preacher Man? Where are you? I don't even see you on the text. Let me see. I, you, oh, you said Deja Vu. Mm-mm. Oh, you missed that one. Let me see who else. Patricia said the bone collector. Um, bone collector. I don't think I saw that one. Is that a that's a Denzel movie? The bone collector. Maybe maybe I just probably missed that one. Uh, or oh, I probably watched it didn't didn't like it. Um. So Kimberly said it wasn't the devil. Who was it then? That was the devil. They were touching each other. <laughs> yes, it was. All right, uh, let's see. Bone Collector. I think I think I didn't like that one. I think that was the Denzel movie where, you know, it might. I don't know. But it could have been the one. You know, I like the Bone Collector. But Fallen, man, classic. I'm about to post it in there now, so if y'all ain't seen it, check it out. All right, folks, that's it. All she wrote. Did the pen and the pencil broke? Did, did, did that break today? Did y'all, did the pen and the pencil break today? Huh? <laughs> Is that all she wrote? <laughs> all right, folks. It's only entertainment. I'm out of here.